Greetings and welcome to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll discuss the art and stylings of Ryan Marlett. The artwork is all over the place, so be advised it could be fun, but it could be dark. It might be a painting, drawing, sculpture, Halloween prop, action figure or song. Each episode will feature a piece or pieces and the insight behind them. Hopefully you'll like some stuff, other things you may not. No worries. Chances are also that you'll likely be offended at some point but hopefully we'll also share some laughs along the way. Art has always been a part of Ryan's life and this is a way to document his work and share it with you. If you get butthurt easily, consider this your warning. Besides, your mom likes his artwork. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Marley mates, welcome back to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll be talking about wrestling today. That's right. Today's pieces are influenced by wrestling because wrestling is awesome, or at least it was. Uh, I can't say that I watch modern, current wrestling anymore. I'm aware of some of the some of the gimmicks and players and pimps, but for right now, I uh, I kind of live in the past. And I enjoy the stuff that I grew up on, and that was kind of the influence of the two uh, the two pieces that we're going to discuss today. The first one, for all you jive turkeys out there, because it's November. Mm-hmm. You see what I did there? Okay. Turkeys have nothing to do with the pieces, but I digress. So it's called "You Fight." The dimensions are 17 and a quarter by 21 and a quarter. And you might recognize this piece because I've used it before. Sort of. The uh, <laughs> It's an upcycled Jesus print, mixed media acrylic and vinyl lettering on this print. And the thing of it is, it's like, like I said, you've seen this before and they're in abundance. This is the same print that I use. Uh, with that upcycled Gene Simmons piece that I did a while back and uh, when I did the Facebook Live with my grandmother. And they're everywhere. I see them all the time. And to me, it's like, I don't know, I couldn't resist. It's So I made him a luchador, right? Come on. The whole piece is modeled after like an older vintage wrestling magazine, like a lot of the stuff that you would see like old – Lucha Libre magazines with text and I added a stripe and like a barcode and a price tag so it resembles like a, a magazine cover. And uh, just for some kicks and jiggles, I added some vinyl lettering at the top because I was able to score like a pack of vinyl letters for like next to nothing. So I figured I'd, I'd just get them and put them on there. So why not? The thing of it is, it's like these types of of pieces where you see like these prints of this image it's so prominent it's like everywhere you could go into any thrift shop anywhere at some point in time you're going to find this image you're going to come across it you walk in any church this is a such a well-known depiction of uh the guy who sells those tie-dye t-shirts down at the beach 
and they're just to me it's like it's a no-brainer for me to, to upcycle this and I'll probably do it several times again down the road but certain towns and cities they have like these these mass-produced efforts where they have uh, a similar statue or a sculpture or something of that effect where they're all the same or they're all very similar and there's an effort to have local artists paint them uniquely and so like rochester for example has horses and so there are several areas all over the city that has these different types of horses and they're all painted differently but that it's kind of a common theme and other towns do it too other cities do it and it's it's just kind of that thing and so to me that's how i see this and the more I see them, the more I'm going to buy and the more I'm going to just do something different each time. And I don't know. I just saw it as an opportunity to put my spin on yet another one. But it's very simple. And like I said, I tried to capture kind of an older style 50s and 60s era vintage luchador wrestling magazine. And I painted a luchador mask over his face in blue and white and it kind of resembles the blue demon and no pun intended there that just kind of worked out that way and then i put just a very basic blue singlet over his jesus robe and then he's got like a red cape on um <laughs> even though the reds and the blues and the whites are kind of like brighter colors the whole scheme of it is very flat. It's very somewhat neutral and almost earthy. And so I ran just a very basic kind of an off yellow, kind of a mustardy, just a stripe down the side. And the letters that I used to put Lucha across the top are flat red, probably two inch block letters that were vinyl. Like I said, I got a pack. I think it was like a dollar or something to that effect. Um, and so I used this, even though I like I upcycled the the picture, the person, into this different character and persona. The overall big piece represents kind of a kind of that magazine layout. So it, it's got some some layout, some design, some um, some sort of graphic design type elements to it. So it has the title of it, it's got text, it has the stripe for effect. And I've done this on several pieces. I added a barcode at the bottom. And then also, <laughs> I love this aspect too, but I added an old Kmart price tag. And I just found these online, I printed them off. And I think I just used like a yellow highlighter to go over it. So it almost looks like a, just a, off yellow kind of greenish price tag and it's the old classic Kmart logo and I want to say it says 77 cents on it um, <laughs> so I don't know it's just it's kind of got that old style feel to it and obviously it's quite clear as to who it is because the long hair is kind of coming out of the back of the mask you can see the eyes looking up the nose is prominent the chin really kind of jets out and kind of has that very distinct pointed chin the mask itself is blue but i've used different shades of blue to capture the kind of the highlights and the shading and so forth and then there's stitching around all of the the areas that would have had embellishments on the mask and around the 
wherever the seams would be. And so it just kind of it catches it like that. And I feel like it's it's even though it's very simple, it, it's effective. And obviously it's silly and it's, it's out of place. It doesn't necessarily fit. But I think when you consider Mexican culture, luchador culture, wrestling, religious images, like it all actually kind of works together. It, it's not meant to be insulting. It's just kind of one of those things where it's, everything is in so, so much abundance that like it's everywhere. And so to see it in this style, I feel like it just kind of, it all comes together. Maybe not, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but like, I feel like, I feel like that's how it works. I feel like that's, it, it, it seems like something I would have seen before. And I've watched a ton of different documentaries and a lot of, I've got so many DVDs of different luchador and uh, lucha libre style wrestling from Mexico, from even in Japan. And uh, there's a, a pretty significant influence when you think about that type of wrestling, because it's not quite the same as what you would see that we're familiar with in terms of professional wrestling. It's very acrobatic. There's a lot of uh, very choreographed and, and what I mean by that is like very specifically ornate and detailed type acrobatics when it comes to that style of wrestling. It's very impressive and it's, it's just, it's a lot to take in and see. And so, uh, you know, the Star Spangler wouldn't come anywhere near this guy. I can tell you that much. But I will tell you that over the course of my time embracing this style of wrestling, I have collected a significant number of luchador masks, and I've used it a lot in other forms of art. Like I've got several paintings that I use when developing the Star Spangler persona. Uh, that was a great way to do it. I could just put it down on paper. I could just daydream and or put it on canvas and, and paint it up and put them in a ring or whatever. And it was just taking imagination and creativity to another level. So here you have Obi-Wan Kenobi in full luchador attire. Um, as I said before, the title of this piece is You Fight. And I completed it on 26 March of 22. This next piece is an original piece. It's a mixed media collage on 11 by 14 canvas board. It is titled World Wrestling Freak Show Federation, and I finished it on 28 June of 21. Now, just before my last deployment in early winter of 2020, before the apocalypse actually started to pop off, I bought a wrestling DVD box set that exclusively covered the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart feud. And it was a great set that spoke all about the drama around their personal and professional relationships up to and beyond the famous Montreal Screwjob match. It also had a number of matches and it just it took me back to the greatest era of professional wrestling from the 80s and 90s. And from that point on, I started ordering dozens and dozens of wrestling DVD sets off of eBay and Amazon from, you know, that time of the old Royal Rumbles to... WrestleMania, Survivor Series, even like specific wrestler individual sets. And Bret Hart is hands down my favorite wrestler. Uh, I love Piper. Flair is awesome. Um, I don't know. I just, I love, there were so many different 
fun storylines as a kid. I, I loved it. It was just, it was great. And I realized as an adult that some of the people I liked as a kid weren't always that great. Uh, where guys I didn't care much for as a kid, for example, like Mr. Perfect, as an adult, I love watching his stuff now. Like his promos were money, like just among the very best. And so this piece was a crossover. It was an influence from both wrestling as well as actually, <laughs> you're not going to believe this tie-in, but uh, American Horror Story, the freak show season. And I had never watched the American Horror Story franchise until just before the season 10 uh, double feature season. And I binged the entire franchise leading up to that point. And season 10 premiered in October of 21. And people would always tell me like, oh, you, you would love that. I'm, I'm sure, you know, you'd, you'd get a kick out of it. And I did. I loved it. But like I never watched it in its original run up until 10 years down the road. But I was able to watch the entire franchise and I just binged the entire thing. Um, and I've then kept up with it since a couple seasons. And and. Obviously, some are better than others, but season, uh, well, whatever season Freak Show was, third or fourth, something like that, was definitely among one of my favorite seasons. So also in the spirit of not only both of these entities combined, but also taken form from the classic magazine cover art, I used the backdrop of a creepy magazine. Um, it's an old monster mag, kind of a horror comic style. And I wanted to present this freak show and I used words like, like some handwritten text on there, like a magazine would be what, like I wrote this summer, uh, dressed for the mid eighties to nineties. Obviously it's a play on words when it comes to temperatures as well as my favorite era for wrestling. But so from top to bottom, it reads, uh, your friends at creepy present world wrestling freak show federation. And the whole thing is like a circus scene. And it has a nighttime sky with stars in the sky, like overlooking this big, big top, like red and white striped um, circus tent. It's got flags and banners, and it's all set in like this big grassy field. And the main focal point of the piece is this like glowing rendition of Macho Man Randy Savage. And he's depicted as like a religious figure. He's got that kind of like classic with the robes and the, the heart, the flaming heart, the bleeding heart, whatever the hell it is. He's glowing. He's got his hands up. He's got his classic big old macho man hat on and his glasses. Pretty cool. And then uh, <laughs> next to him, there's like this giant archway, but it's Ric Flair. It's like Ric Flair's head. And his mouth is where you would walk through like the archway and across his forehead it says enter, but coming out of his mouth is just big long woo. So it's, uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Above him is this like sewn together conjoined Hulk Hogan and ultimate warrior. And they're, they're like stitched down the middle. Kind of as a one set of legs with, half of each other's torso stitched together, this gruesome pair. You got Hogan on one side, Warrior on the other, and they're all dressed in like reds and yellows in the Hogan color scheme. And like Hogan's like pointing his finger and Warrior's got a fist made and he's got his mouth open. It's like, 
Uh, <laughs> and of course, like we couldn't have like a circus or a freak show theme without having a clown. So towards the back of the uh, of the piece, but like right in front of the circus tent is Doink the Clown. And he was kind of a ridiculous character at first, but he actually, that gimmick really worked. He, he feuded with quite a few people. Crush was kind of one of the bigger ones. Uh, neither one of those two gentlemen are with us anymore, but um, yeah, they got pretty creative with the, the Doink character, especially because he's in makeup and he's in costume. So like really someone of that same stature could, could portray him at any point. And they did, they had several renditions where they'd have like multiple doinks and then they, they bring in a midget. Yeah. I said midget. Um, and they'd call him dink. Like it was just classic. Like it's just, anyway, so you got him in the mix and there's, there's just a lot going on here. There's so many vivid colors and, um, it just, it kind of feels like something you would see like on an old time, like canvas circus banner. Um, and yeah, like it's inspired by two different franchises that never in a million years would want to cross paths. But then you add in a third with the magazine label and yeah, there's not really much going on here. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, it was a fun piece to do. It was really just one of those things that I was looking at multiple aspects and multiple influences at the same time. And it just, everything collided. And because I did it in the style of a, not only a freak show, but also a magazine, I also incorporated a barcode on here so that it kind of resembles that, that magazine cover looking thing. Very unique, very just kind of original and somewhat, uh, well, I guess entirely one of a kind, but yeah, just layers of different cut out elements and painted over aspects just coming all together and I enjoyed working on it. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. It is no surprise that Marley mates are indeed the greatest listeners in the galaxy. That's right. So whether you decide to support me by listening to the show week after week, tuning into the Facebook lives every now and then, or even following me on my social media pages of the Facebook and Instagram, that's greatly appreciated. But I've recently also started a merch shop. If you want to get your hands on some of the coolest Marley Ramones Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast merch, head on over to Spreadshirt.com and find yours today. We've got logo stuff. We've got original artwork. There's plenty to choose from, and I'm always adding more. Also, I've recently started a Patreon page, and for just $5 a month, the cost of a mocha chocolate bullshit. You could have a membership to Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where with every new subscription, I will send you a personalized video message and mention you by name in a future podcast episode. If you should wish to participate, go on over and check it out. If not, no worries. I love that you keep coming back for more anyways. So I will talk to you soon. Tune in next week. Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing, and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy, and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. 
Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page or on Instagram at MRMMHOD. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1 or text to 838-255. Until next time, be creative and go tell someone you love them.